Hi, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I'm excited to have you in the podcast studio with us again as we close out the month of May and our conversations. The month of May has been dedicated to mental health. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so all of our conversations this month have been surrounding some aspect of mental health. We started out um, our month with Dr. Carolyn Love um, as she um, encouraged us concerning um, um, mental health and depression and uh, what it means to to, uh, get therapy and work our way through uh, dark seasons in our lives. Then Dr. Alicia Lola Jones Skinner came to us and helped us understand the role of music in our mental health and self-care. Then we actually got a chance to talk with Nafisha Frost, and she talked to us about setting boundaries and as mothers, uh, saving some for ourselves and not just giving it all out and and being intentional about self-care. And then Jada Wright came to us and helped us understand breath is life and the power of deep breathing and our self-care and our mental health. Today's conversation will be just as informative, just as inspiring, and just as intriguing. I'm excited about our podcast guests, and I know you'll enjoy this podcast conversation as well. We'll be right back right after this. All right. Okay. I'm excited today. Super excited today because I got my girl in the studio with me today, y'all. Y'all know um, Lucy. If y'all follow me uh, on any of my social media platforms, you've seen me with this woman right here. My girlfriend, Rod (laughs) Vogel, is in the studio with us today. She is my ride or die girlfriend. I call her Lucy. She calls me Ethel. <laughs> We've been riding together for yeah. years. And y'all know it's all happening. Living color now. Yeah, yeah. 33. <laughs> 33 years we've been riding together. Yeah. And so um, I'm excited yeah. that Ross Vogel is in the studio with me on today. Roz is a dear friend of mine, and um, she's going to be, we're going to be sharing about a subject that's very near and dear to her heart. She's going to be sharing some of her journey and her experience uh, today as we talk about women and ADHD, ADHD and women. And Roz is going to be sharing some of her journey and her story with us and enlightening us um, um, concerning ADHD and, um, and the different aspects um, and the way it shows up in our lives or can show up in our lives as this is mental health month. And as we close out the year, um, I love her because she is a dear friend, but she's also a trainer professionally. She is a professional trainer. She's a coach. Um, she is a, an author. Um, she is a speaker. 
She's just a dynamic woman all the way around. A mother of a wonderful son, Keith Emmanuel Alexander Bogo the Third. Did I get it right? Girl, you gotta <laughs> get it right. What? Even I have trouble with it. Look at you. <laughs> yes, Trey. We call him Trey. And so um, she's oh, the mother of Trey. She's a boy mom. She's a boy mom, and. Uh, and um, but she is a dear, a sister beloved, a friend of many years, and I know you're going to enjoy our conversation, um, as many people do whenever we get together. Hey, Ross. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hi, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Thank just call you. this one of our many conversations, one of three conversations that we'll have today. You know okay. we talk at least three times a day so okay yes we do because we're gonna talk at least three times this our first conversation we're gonna let y'all in right on our right. first conversation today because we we will talk at least three times a day you know Roz, um uh um um we had um judge judge uh monica hawkins in the studio i mean in um um she came to and did the um Women of Excellence scholarship event for women uh, for my sister's keeper foundation. And she talked about what it means to be a sister's keeper. And as she was mm -hmm. talking about the relationships between women and girlfriends and how we keep one another and how we can fall out with one another, but still pick one another up and, you know, <laughs> be that ride or die. and the whole time she was talking, I was yep. grinning from ear to ear because I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you and not just you, but so many other women in my life. But mainly I was thinking about our friendship and our relationship right. and the ups and downs and the good and the bad yes. and all of it. But yet we're still together. Yeah. And yeah, don't yeah. ain't going to be ashes, ashes, dust to dust. Ride, ride it till the wheels fall off, right? <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. It's us. That's great. Right. That's great. So, Ross, we're talking today about women and ADHD. Um, I thank you for coming in. Um, and um, actually, I got the thought from you from our conversations about your journey and what you're dealing with even right now, as it relates to ADHD mm -hmm. and um, and 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 all mm -hmm. of what you've experienced in, with your mental health and how you're maintaining your mental health. Um, we had you come on last year, and you talked a little bit about us and enlightened us. But you've even gotten more um, um, enlightenment or understanding since last year. Yes. I mean, I've yes. experienced yes. just in walking with you this past year. I've seen the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns and and your resolve, yes. which I'm so proud mm -hmm. of. Your resolve to Thank you. to get through it and not just get through it, but mm -hmm. to thrive through it and to reach back and get another girl and help somebody else. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. that's when we know that, that we, that, you know, that's when we know that we got victory in a matter. When we have decided that it's not going to control mm -hmm. us, we're going to control it. And right. when we right. decide that right. we're going to use it to help somebody else. That's when we know we've got yep. Turning the test into the testimony. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So talk to us Absolutely. and share, share some of your um, stories. 
Go ahead. We sure. got a little delay. Going I know we got a little. We got a little delay, but it's okay. Okay. Raj, share your story and why you're passionate about helping women uh, get through or survive or thrive in the midst of ADHD. Absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I said it three. Um, because I was diagnosed because of one of our three conversations, daily conversations that we have. <laughs> you said to me, as I was crying on the phone, I was weeping um, in a way that I don't think I had before. And I was kind of just, and, and you said, Rosalind, have you thought about that you might have uh, ADHD? And I was like, what? And you said, you present just like my son. Uh, and you talked to me a little bit about everything that you are. And, and a lot of it I knew because you would tell me when you were going through things with him and having to take him to whatever what was experiencing. So I knew it, but I just never, you know, thought about it in my own context until that day you said to me, have you considered that you might have ADHD? She, she said, don't get mad. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean get mad? What do you mean get mad? You know? <laughs> but, don't kill the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. I was like, hey. Yeah, but honestly, I, it was just like when you said it, I was like, hmm. And we hung up the phone and I immediately called my uh, health insurance, got an appointment and got uh, for the following week, went in for my battery of test and whew, I had ADHD, an inattentive type at 40. Five, I think I was 45, 46 mm -hmm. or some years old. Mm -hmm. In our mind, in my mind, I thought, you know, this is a childhood disease. This is for children. But the mm -hmm. reality is ADHD begins in childhood and it never leaves. As a matter of fact, it worsens as you get older because mm -hmm. the brain is growing and the brain's taking in more so it gets older. Said, so, well, my that began my diagnosis and my journey to, and was it has been, and it is a journey. I don't want anyone to think that once you get a diagnosis, ooh, you know, ooh, you got medication, you're healed. No, it gives you an awareness of what's going on. Um, and when I look back over, and as not when, as I look back over my life, particularly now that I am in monthly therapy. I'll talk about that in a minute. Gives me the opportunity to say, ah, that's what that was when I was seven, eight years old. I would just daydream. And when I would get in trouble for not finishing something or a teacher would say, uh, Rosalind, stop talking. And a girl, ADHD presents as talkative. Not with boys, it's going to be hyper, you know, mm -hmm. 
you know, doing yeah. time, but with girls, mm-hmm. we're chatty, chatty, chat. You know, we're called chatty Cathy's. And I would get in so much trouble. My teachers would always say, you know, she's a good student, but she talks all the time. My dad, you better not do that. And then I get a whooping sometime, da, 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 but it never stopped. It never stopped. And so it was just always, and, and it was uh, not being able to finish things or forgetful, you know, very forgetful. But the most frustrating thing then and now, and I say now because I'm going, you know me, I'm going to be very transparent. And that is, uh, the most challenging thing is knowing that you're intelligent enough to do something. I know that I'm intelligent. I know that I'm smart. But I have habitually had to deal with finished i start something i have huge brain energy and then phew, move on to something else move on mm-hmm. else so it's those things and so it's been very frustrating i think even back and i'm just using it's an example so you, you might have to curtail me but um education mm-hmm. um i went to you know two of the finest schools in the state of alabama um, I wanted to pursue a higher education. I wanted my master's. I I did not want a PhD. So we're good with that, but I did <laughs> want my master's. But because I'm getting through college, my confidence was just, I said, I can't do that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to finish that. Mm-hmm. And even I remember conversations on my all of y'all, y'all got advanced degrees and you look at in your conversation, Rosalind, what you? And it was so much anxiety behind that for me because I was like, I'm not going to be able to finish it. I'm not going to do well, not because of my intellect, but because I don't know, I, it's a lot of reading. I don't have that stick to itness. So my journey, that's just, those are just examples, but it has been uh, frustrating. Mm-hmm. It has been a lot of negative self-talk. Um, because I felt undisciplined, uh, I felt uh, lack of motivation, um, and um, again, it has been stressful to the point of I don't want to live with it anymore. Mm. And I know that seems so extreme, but people think ADHD is just you can't focus. Oh no 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 no! ADHD rarely travels alone. It travels with depression. It travels mm. through anxiety. So what's called comorbid diseases, you know, uh, not diseases, but comorbidity in the sense that it just has these other things. And mm-hmm. because we're women, we are often, if we go to the doctor and say something about it, like I went to, when you said that to me, I didn't go mm-hmm. to the doctor and say, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm doing this. I said, I need to be tested for ADHD. But wow. had I gone to the doctor, like so many women, and say, I don't know what's wrong, we're having these, uh, I, I forget, or it's just yeah. this anxiety. The doctor, they prescribe medication for anxiety. They prescribe medication for depression. They won't even think about ADHD. And don't get me started on Black women in, med- in medicine. Come on now, let's talk about um, it, though. Let's talk about it. They don't tell us, 
oh, you are right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you just you need just need to do the uh, stop eating this or do that, and they're not gonna deal with us the way that you know because they say, oh, that's just all in your head, um, and it, and we're just as a society, which I am so very grateful for because you know, I'm just such a advocate of mental health you know i hate the way when people say oh you're just crazy well historically we have dismissed um our culture mm. as you don't understand the mental thing that's wrong with somebody oh they're just crazy they're just mm. crazy that's so mm. unfair and we've lost so much to just relegating people to they're just crazy mm. no um, I always say that I know without a shadow of a doubt, had my dad known, had my grandmother known that there was an issue with me with that, and there was some way to take care of it, it would have been taken care of. Yeah. And, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, what I was going to say is that's why so many of our children go undiagnosed. Yes. Yes. And, yes. um, and particularly children, uh, children of color, low income homes or whatever, they go un- they we go undiagnosed and we learn to I was, you yep. know, I sit on the um, I sit on the National Faith Council for a food allergy research organization mm-hmm. fair. And yesterday mm-hmm. we had a board meeting and one of the things that um was stated, um, Dr. Uh, Pastor Carla Stokes, who's uh, a member of Newburgh, on the staff at Newburgh, mm-hmm. on the pastoral staff, she was, she's on the council as well. And she said something that I, that really mm-hmm. is so true. She said, for most of us as, as uh, Black people or people of color, we've learned how to just accommodate stuff that's wrong. Coping. Right. We cope with, we adjust. We adjust to it. So we yep. just say, that's just the way I am, or that's just the way I'm, we are, or, yep. you know, when you read some of my food allergies and she was saying how some things we're allergic, we never think to ask to be tested. If we're allergic to it, we just say, right. you know, oh no, that just don't sit well with me or I'll eat that, but I'll just take right. time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? To get through yeah. it. We learn how to get yeah. through stuff. We learn how to suffer through stuff. We learn how to bear through stuff. Just take it and accept it as the norm. Exactly. Exactly. Coping mechanisms. Absolutely. And it's and, the and same it, thing with our mental it, health. It's the same thing with it mental is. health. We just accept it. it. Is. is this just the way it is? This is the way I am. My mama was like this. My daddy was like this. Or my Grandmama was like everybody in my family, so this just the way I am. It this doesn't have to right. always be that, right? And when we talk about stopping generational curses, this is one because <laughs> my father. When I look back, my father, y'all had mental stuff going on. He did, but again, same thing. Just dismiss it because we don't know what to do with. So we start not only. Do we have coping mechanisms, but people in around us have coping mechanisms? How to deal with this person when you know Rosalind coming over, you know she's just crazy, just don't pay her any attention. You know, so everybody in the circle now has to have these coping mechanisms that are generationally dysfunctional. So 
from here to there from to next generation this stuff passes on because me being you know uh, uh having my mental disorder i said or i do something that affects uh, this child or these people well they're gonna take that on now to uh, it carried on into all adulthood based on something that I said when I needed, you know, some therapy, some medication. So it's those kind of, it doesn't just affect the person. Absolutely. It does not. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important that we change the narrative. And you heard me say this before, and this is why I'm so glad that God has given me the, um, the the wherewithal even in my dysfunction i I think i said to you uh, a few weeks ago said it doesn't have to be like this i may have to manage adhd for the rest of my life okay it does not have to control me Mm. so my prayer has been lord that you will take the strength out of adhd that you'll take the power that it has over me and others. Take that out. So the question becomes, how do we how do we work with God to do that? Okay. Right? So, so, so let's let's talk about it. How do we? Okay. okay. All right. Um, so to be clear, ADHD is a neurodevelopment disorder. What it looks like is, as I said before, it looks it can look like anxiety, it looks like depression, it looks like what we ha- say, oh, they're just scattered brain, forgetful. Uh, it has, and it's unique. So it may look one way to one person, but there are some very basic things that exist, but it may present differently. You know, okay. but nevertheless, how do we deal with it? If you think you, if you think like you said to me, hmm, now my, the immediate thing is get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Oh, get your information. The difference, uh, uh, Dr. Tony is we have so much more information in this little thing. We call a computer, this little thing in our mm-hmm. this little things we have so much more information you don't have to you can you know you can go on read it i have a book coming out um and it is it's gonna you know go into my own journey uh, in detail of course but more about this being a journey together as i go out i'm taking somebody with me mm. as i get information sharing the information um presenting the information so the the ebook which will be free and if you everybody anyone that's listening um it's a work in progress so it's not ready yet because i want to make sure mm-hmm. that you all get good information but you can certainly reach out to past uh dr tony and uh <laughs> so, and i'll share your and, i'm gonna uh, share your i'm gonna share where they can follow you on instagram and uh, facebook and all that because i know once okay. you're done you'll put it out there and um they'll be able to follow yes, you yes. and get that information yeah. yes and they can reach out to me as well because of course i'll have it absolutely <laughs> absolutely 
And you will, you will. And so in terms of what can we do, uh, again, get a diagnosis. Don't be in the dark about it. If you're feeling anything, get some information. Uh, talk to people like me who's saying to you, this is what it looks like. Get some basic information. I am not a mental health professional, but what I am is an experienced person uh, with this all my life. Knew what it was. I've only known about it, say, 10 years. But that doesn't mean that it was like, oh, I got a diagnosis? Hmm, I'm great. No, because now I got to deal with those coping skills that I've developed for uh, a third, 40 years. Those things have kind of been ingrained. So now I'm having to restructure those and rewrite those. But the diagnosis is first. Understand that as my the title of my book is, you're not broken. Oh. You're not broken. Oh, there's that's nothing the title wrong. of your book. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're different. I'm different. And different is okay. Just because you think something, and you're not even abnormal. We're not taking that on. Now, you're perfect. I said, you got to let go of perfectionism, though. Uh, because my perfect looks different from Dr. Tony's perfect. And we, my none success, of us are perfect. And none of us are perfect. Right. But we have, you know, my point is, you know, we have this model society because you got it this way or it's mm -hmm. not the way. And if we can free ourselves from that, um, I have a friend who has ADHD and she said, my house is just a mess. My house is a mess and I feel like it's coming apart. I said, first of all, we're not going to be concerned about the house right now. I said, are rats and roaches taking you out of there? She <laughs> said, no, it's just junky. I said, well, then we're not going to worry about that. If you got the floor, fine, close your door. Focus on what's important. Right now, taking care of you and your mind what's important. Once you do that, the house and all that other, those ancillary things, that will take care of itself. But focus right now on getting your mind together. That means going to the doctor, uh, getting some medication. Oh, can I plug about medication? Again, yeah. we have to stop thinking, all medication, I don't want to be on the medication. Honey, God is in the medication. He is. <laughs> because with... <laughs> Without that, and, and first, how do you think those doctors make it? And that just is so funny to me when we start saying, I don't, and I get it. There are some doctors that that's all they want to do is give you a medication yeah, and then medication. I get that. But I'm talking specifically about ADHD, Adderall, Ritalin, uh, uh, Vyvanse. I'm specifically talking about that. And just because you go to the doctor and they give you one uh, and you say, oh, that did work. Okay, we're going to try something else. We're going to try the combination that worked for you because I go, mm -hmm. if my body changes every few years if, as I can get older. So mm -hmm. what was working for me three years ago ain't working mm -hmm. for me now. So mm -hmm. I'm having to change. And don't mm -hmm. even talk about it hitting menopause. Oh. Bam, right in the kisser, honey. <laughs> right in the kisser. So you got those hormonal changes going on along with this. But, but even in, and I'm not saying that all is going to be fixed at once, 
it's a process. It is a, a, a journey. Yeah. Um, it is a process. But I think once we get to, you get to that understanding of, okay, this is who I am. This is who, this is, it doesn't have me. It doesn't own me, but it's just another piece of my life that I have to manage. Wow. I it do doesn't, that through, you know, I want you to stop for one second. I won't, I won't, I don't want you to move past that too quick because you said something there. It doesn't mm -hmm. have me. It doesn't own me. It's just another aspect of my life that I have to manage. Yes. Do you, do yes. you hear the power in that? Yeah. yeah. I, hope you hear the, I hope you hear the empowerment in that. And I hope those that are listening to us <laughs> are hearing the empowerment in that that's what this whole podcast is about it's about empowering women it's it about is. educating it's about inspiring motivating or whatever spectrum of self-care looks like today we're talking about adhd mental health all of that but that just just so empowering what you just said it doesn't have me it doesn't yeah. own me it's just another aspect of my life that i have to manage and here's the thing rosalind you're you're managing it, but you're not managing it alone. And I think when you when you talked right. about going to get going to get the diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard you mm -hmm. talk about being in therapy once a month with your therapist, the medication, the conversations with your family and friends, the real conversations, the real, not the yes. um, not yes. the um, you know, we had those surface conversations. But yeah, real yeah, 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 yeah. Beneath the surface of what I'm really thinking, what I'm really feeling, what I'm really going through. I had one of those conversations today earlier with my aunt around my grief, and I was like, I just need to talk this out because you know it's just coming up on the anniversary of mom's passing, and I'm just like, oh, you know, and so right. It's it's so you know, but that's the real talk that we have to have, that's not the that real yes. Yes. And that leads to like, and I was going to say this too, in terms of our strategies, you have, I, anyone managing ADHD, you gotta have that support circle. Mm. I am blessed beyond measure that I have two people that I know they're going to listen they're going to say, okay, if there's something they can work through with me, they, you know, otherwise, they're just going to be like, well, you know, I'm on the way. <laughs> I'm going to share this. I'm going to go ahead and share this part. And I know, how, how long we got? It's 30 minutes already. Anyway, oh, stop wait, me. Wait, we got a few more minutes. Um, a couple of months ago, <laughs> I fell apart. Do y'all hear me? I fell apart. <laughs> that's dead. I just want you to know I'm you're crazy. <laughs> oh, no, not crazy. I'm sorry. I said the wrong word. Well, not that kind of crazy. Not yeah. just play crazy. I just want you to know you're Pickle hilarious. Crazy. That's what yeah, I so want you to cool. know. Because yeah. your facial expression, girl, <laughs> you got me over here laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you tell it. I'm, you know, I don't tell folks business. I let them tell their own business. I know, but I'm going to tell it. You know, girl, I'm. Particularly if it's gonna help somebody. Yeah. Cause yeah. sometimes when we um we think we're by ourselves, 
you know, the only ones going through stuff. But as I said to you earlier, this is a journey. So it doesn't mean me writing this book, me talking about it is not, oh, honey, I've overcome. I don't deal with that anymore. I am victorious. I'm victorious because I declare victory and I'm walking through it. And when I fall down, I literally get back up. But I don't get back up using my own strength. I say, I've always believed God ministers to us through people, right? So a couple of months ago, I honestly felt it completely apart right here in this floor. And my son, bless his sweetheart, he was just like, mama, mama, what's going on? What's going on? So he immediately picks up the phone and calls two people. That one, this one right here. You know, when y'all call Dr. Tony, my ride of that. My aunt, Bonnie Davis, and I was, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'll be fine, I'll be okay. Don't y'all come over here. My house is a mess. I was saying stupid stuff, just stupid. And it wasn't, it was within an hour, and I think it was raining, and I was just like, but I don't want y'all out here driving in the rain. And that, that, that Tony, who y'all already know, she don't care about driving. I, I, I don't really like to drive and I hate driving in the rain, but, <laughs> but there she was knocking on the door to my, hello. I, I didn't knock on the door. Here, right? I, I called Trey. I said, you know, you your mama, I'm coming. I'll be there in a few minutes. Unlock the front door so I can walk in. I ain't had to knock. I and walked right, on, right on. And by the way, I need a key. <laughs> thank, thank you. That just reminds me. Yes, I need a do. key. I need a key. Thank yes. You. Yes, ma'am, you do. You do. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure that happens. I need a key. Yes, and so, but that to me, while I did not want to inconvenience, uh, that's what it was. Because also there comes this pride thing, you know, mm -hmm. let's just be honest, that I don't you don't want to feel like um you're a burden to anybody or especially me. Let me just talk about me. I feel like I always have to present. Or beyond, and that's a stressful point within itself. But I don't have to be like that with Tony Alvarado. I don't have to be like that with Bonnie Davis. I don't have to be, and a lot of my friends don't get me wrong, but these two particularly that I know, and you gotta have that when you're managing this type of uh mental disorder that one day you're here and one day you might be here, and you and sometimes you don't know what the trigger is gonna be. But nevertheless, having someone where you can just tell with and not be judged. Yeah. One of the most important things about uh, Dr. Tony and our relationship, while we talk about 33 years being together, what has kept us together, one of the things that has kept us together is that we don't judge each other. Yeah. We don't judge each other. We don't cast um, uh, our thoughts. Well, you should be doing this. So you should be doing this. No, yeah. is, well, have you considered? Because yeah. the Bible says, in loving kindness have I drawn thee. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that if someone's dealing with in, any type of disorder, now let's just be clear, schizophrenia, there are some things that are going to be out of the bandwidth of your family. Don't get right. mad if they can't help you with that. But on something like this, when you you got to have a support system, that support system has to be encouraging. If by mm -hmm. at any point that... That incurred that that support system is like, well, girl, you just need to get over that. That's not your support system, honey. 
That's that's not who that is. Because this ain't something you just get over. You wouldn't tell me just to get over cancer, would you? No, you wouldn't. Like, okay, well, did you go to the doctor? What did you do? You know, what do we need to do? That's what she would say. So those are the kind of people you have to have that will speak life into your uh, uh, your brain because you are, I, I'm talking about me, I am already against myself. Mm. So what I don't need is anybody that is compounding that. Wow. Okay. Wow. So that, when we talk about tips and strategies, that needs to be number one because those people will hold, hold you accountable. Say, all right, how's today going? What what needs to happen today? How's your day planned out? Those kind of things. So that's one of the top strategies in terms of really getting and, um, and I am and, grateful that I have. And I think I think also with that support system is knowing when to draw in close and when to step back and let that person process where they are. Um, and be what you know. I'm not. I'm not your therapist. I'm your girlfriend. Right. So I'm not trying to right. be your therapist. Right. I'm not right. your medical doctor. I'm not diagnosing you. I asked you, had you considered it based on my own experience with Joshua, exactly. with our son? Many people know that our son. We have a son who's who uh, has mental illness. Our middle son, Joshua, and uh, it's we as a family. We've been open about it. He's open about it. Uh, he's managing his life. As to at the point that he can manage it, you know, at 24, exactly. you know, exactly. at, at 24 exactly. years old, mm-hmm. um, but still with mm-hmm. the support of family and friends. And um, and um, but but because of my experience, I was able to just kind of ask you to consider or had you considered it. Um, but I'm not trying. I didn't try to step in the role of your medical doctor or your your therapist or whatever. And then even as your pastor, I'm, even though we're, we have a dual relationship because I'm your pastor, but I'm also your friend. Mm-hmm. And so I even know, have to know when, when to speak to you as your pastor and when to speak to you as your girlfriend. And, right, right. And same here. You have to do the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. Know when to speak to me as my girlfriend or as, as, as a parishioner or concerned parishioner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so, um, yeah, it it um, it's um, it's it's just knowing and having that support system is so important, and I think that's why um, these conversations and things like this podcast is important. Things like the book that you're writing is important because people mm-hmm. need places where they can go and hear this kind of truth and um and process mm-hmm. it, and then right. Hide. So what do you say, um, Rosalind, to the person that may be listening to this that are, that's not as fortunate as you in terms of support system? There are a lot of people who find themselves, especially in this pandemic, isolated. And I also want to say the pandemic has caused most people that have struggled with mental illness, it's, it's been heightened because of the pandemic. So I, it's no accident that you have found that your ADHD has been on just like hundred in this last year. Trust me, the pandemic has had something. It had, to do absolutely. That. Absolutely. And we have not seen, as a matter of fact, I think we are seeing it in terms of the fallout and the repercussions. Uh suicides every 10 minutes 10 minutes a day, somewhere. It's on the rise. But and it's and you know what? Uh, and it's it on, the on the rise in our community. 
which is not it and, is yeah it's it on the rise is. of black women it is it is and in the women that we all go what she had so much going on she had so much to live for but let me put a pin right here about suicide if you if i may mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. personal it is not selfish. It is not, I can't believe they did this. The pain that somebody has to be going through, the pain that seems so, life seems so hopeless, is not about them doing this to anyone else. Anyone else. If could have done something differently in that moment they would have so please understand that about when somebody thinks or commits the act of suicide mm -hmm. it's not what you think it is it's very mm -hmm. i mean when i say you i mean it's a very personal uh mm -hmm. hard it's hard it's hard harder for them than it'll ever be for you mm -hmm. than it'll ever be for the person that's judging mm -hmm. them but Mm -hmm. uh, my point is we're seeing because of uh, uh, COVID and the lockdown and everything, we are seeing more of it and we will see more of it mm -hmm. unless we are mm -hmm. able to have these type of outlets and these type of conversations. And unless we pay attention, pay attention to the people that are in your circle. Don't just give them, oh, how you doing today? You like, okay, fine. And yeah. sometimes we say that and we really don't want that. And we just like, you know, it's mm -hmm. one of those pleasantries. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. the Lord has somebody run across your mind, you know, uh, your, your strong friend, if they just run across your mind, text them. Hey, what's going on with you over there today? Mm -hmm. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And listen, and listen, I know that, and you were saying uh, Dr. Tony earlier uh, a few minutes ago that you got to know when to pull in and when to pull back. Sometimes I think, you know, Tony does that very well with me, but we're 33 years in the game. She mm -hmm. knows me. I know her, you know, we know those little things, you know, but if you don't know whether or not to push, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's better for them to be mad at you uh, or frustrated with you asking that all the time than to be not here or mm. uh, any other detrimental thing. Take you, mm. take, take your shot. Take a shot. Mm -hmm. Pray. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel right, for those of us who are Christians, we got a Holy Ghost. Lord, what am I sensing right here? Mm -hmm. um, Tony knows pull some because I tend to go with when I'm in a space I tend to go within to process because I can't he I can't hear a lot of different noises you know mm -hmm. can't hear a lot of different noises so if you somebody's asking me well what are you gonna do how are you gonna do it I know how I have the voice to be able to say give me a minute mm -hmm. I'm just processing it and I can't have a whole lot of different voices going on in my head so, but in my aunt, we know how to do that with each other, right? Yeah. Um, again, you're in a space where you're saying, I don't really know how to do, I don't know if I should, I don't want to offend her. Offend, offend, 
it's okay. Yeah. That offense. They'll get over it. That's okay. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. Yeah, take your chances, and that's okay. true. I can't, I have to love you enough to risk you being upset, mad at me. Yeah, and you said, and you be like, "Hey, I'm gonna put it out there. You, you might be, but not." But my point now is, I know that you're coming to me at whatever point you're coming to me in love. So, mm-hmm. part of my oh man, I gotta, you know, because. That's part of it too. I want to get defensive about everything. Mm-hmm. That's part mm-hmm. of all this. That's part mm-hmm. of all that. Mm-hmm. So watch your triggers because everybody ain't out against you. You know, <laughs> watch your triggers. <laughs> wow. I'm going wow, wow. to wrap it up again with another strategy. Manage your time. Don't overcommit. Um, let no be no. No is a complete sentence. If you can't do something, you're full. You start getting, uh, God, it's just too much going on. Pull back. Pull back. Okay, I, I love you, but I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be able to do that. That's fine. Um, exercise. Woo, woo, woo. Y'all know Dr. Tony is the exercise goo. And so are you now. You Exercise is really helping you with your ADHD. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And for how many years were you like, come on, Rosalind, when you go inside, girl, I'm going to go eat a hamburger french fries. What? (laughs) (laughs) But now, now it is, it's a part of me. I will admit I'm not as, you know, I don't go as hard as she does, but she has been a good model in this for me. And yes, it makes a huge difference because guess what? First thing in the morning, I work out at 6.30. My dopamines are on and popping. Mm-hmm. I'm nice to people, right? <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> and eat well. Eat as well as you can. Um, I know you're anything like me. You you probably like, because we grew up, if you grew up in the South or wherever, you can go up in Chicago. Chicago got good food. But you got to learn how to pull back on sugar. Sugar is uh, one of the enemies of a person with ADHD. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so eat well. Again, there are strategies uh, online. My book is coming out. I'm going to give you some more strategies mm-hmm. to talk about anybody. And my biggest thing is if you think you have uh, ADHD, if you see your these symptoms and you just can't quite get a, a grip on what's going on, you have mm-hmm. to go to your uh, uh, provider and say, I need to be tested for ADHD. Wow. Wow. Those were good nuggets. I heard, I heard um, have a good support. First of all, I heard get a diagnosis. I heard mm-hmm. have a good support system. I heard know your triggers. I heard um, um, you said something about setting boundaries, saying no, not overextending yourself with your time, saying no, setting those boundaries. I heard exercise and eat well, eat well. And I did I hear you say something about rest or something, uh, something like that. I didn't, but that is king. We have, and that that's. I should have said that because the ADHD 
ADHD brain has to sleep, has to rest. Okay. Because it's at, it's it's, soup, it's moving at a rate mm -hmm. uh, that I won't say the normal brain, but a different brain may be moving at, uh, let's just say 50 miles per hour, that ADHD brain is uh -huh. 100. All okay, so, so rest. it has to rest. It has to it rest. It has okay. to like go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important. And yeah. I've seen you, Absolutely. and I've really watched you over this last year, Rosalind, and put all those pieces in place. I've seen you, even, even with me, I've even in our friendship, there have been times where you've said, you've called me and said, hey, I'm not going to be able to do that. I need to rest. Mm -hmm. I need to, so, I mean, you know, we mm -hmm. laugh about you driving and all that stuff, but lately you've been saying, hey, I can't do all this driving no more. I can do a little bit, but I right. can't do it all. And so it, it you know, and, and, and it, it's all a part of you taking care of yourself. And those right. of us in your right. world that love you have to hear that and understand that. And so I'm getting better. I'm driving more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got two whole hours last time. <laughs> I know two hours last time and gave you a break. Woo! And don't forget, I, heard, I know I you went to Greenville. I about you and I want you to be week. healthy and well. And listen, y'all, this conversation, these are the kind of conversations Rosalind and I have behind the scene. We talk like this all the time of just real deep conversations with each other and I wanted her to come in to the podcast studio plus I know that this is mental health awareness month and this aspect of mental health we don't talk about as much we don't talk about ADHD when it comes to adults or particularly as it relates to women and I know her journey in this and I know that she has something that she can share with us I want to just give this claim neither she or I are a, a therapist or um mental health psychiatrists or any of that medical doctors prescribing medication any of that that's not what we're just sharing our experiences in life with self-care and her real life experience with adhd i know your book is going to be a blessing rosalind um what is what's the title of your book you're not broken you're not broken you're not broken you are not broken in my Mission statement is helping women thrive and embrace ADHD women like me. Wow. And that is the premise of what I move on from the rest of my life. I believe that. I believe God has given me this test to be a testimony and knowing that there's no, you know, there's no like, oh, we're going to get to a final destination with ADHD. We're just going to go on a journey together. We're just going to go on a journey together. And we're going so, to have something uh, Dr. Tony, we got to learn to live with. Some things we have to, everything that. we're not going to get yeah. a cure for, everything we're not going to get a heal. You know, it's, it reminds me of the scripture when Paul said he prayed three times. For mm -hmm, a thorn, mm -hmm, we don't know what that thorn in Paul's flesh was. He doesn't even say what it was. Right. We don't know if it was physical, if it was something right. spiritual. Some people say Paul had a eye condition or eye his eyesight was bad, and maybe that was it. I don't know, but 
He right. said he prayed three times for God to remove it. And God's answer to him was not yes to remove it. His answer was my grace is sufficient. And there are some my things God. that God don't remove from our lives, but he give us grace to endure it, to thrive yes, in it, yes, and turn around yes. like Peter. When you are converted, strengthen your brothers. So I'm so proud of you for taking the power out of ADHD, not letting it control you. You're controlling it yes. by, by, by <laughs> diagnosis, with the medication, with your therapy, with your with your support system, with setting healthy boundaries yep. in your life, controlling your time by by eating, uh, exercising, eating healthy, and resting. You just gave us a formula right there, and I know all of that's going to be in your book. And I can't wait to see how God's going to use you and this book. It's I I declare right now in the name of Jesus, this book is going to retire you, girl. You're going to be able to retire from this book. I believe it's going to be a bestseller. It's not going to be able to stay on the shelf. You're going to get speaking engagements behind this book. It's going to is the thing that you've been saying, God. I need to get. I need to be free from from this job and all the stuff that's holding me. Yes. Back. The key to that is Hallelujah. what you're in your life through this ADHD and through this book. Thank I'm God. telling you, God's going to use this thing, Rosalind. If I be a woman of God, God is going to catapult you and from you this place into another level of greatness and empowering women you, through your own journey. And I'm so godly Thank excited you, and proud of you. Thank you. I received that in Jesus' name. And I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I know I'm a little biased because I love you so much, but I thank you, God, for giving you this whole vision of care and knowing that self-care is from the rooter to the tutor. It's not just one part of us, but it's the mental all the way, you know, our total being as women. So I'm so glad that you have uh, uh, taken the same thing. God, because this started off with you wanting to make a change in your own life, what, 10 years ago? No, uh, 20, no was, 23 I remember, years ago. 23. 23. When I turned 37, I, I just turned 59. You said 37. And I remember when you said, I'm getting a uh, MCA, because I got to do something different. I remember when you said that, and I was like, girl, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and look what that decision has morphed into and how many women has been changed for the better because you made a decision for you 20 plus years ago. So I applaud you and I thank you for being concerned about all of us. God bless oh, wow. you. Thank yes. you. I love you so much, Rumi. I love you. All right. All right, y'all. We're going to start crying in a minute. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this I up. We have, we've done well. John, you want to go John, get some calamari? Don't go over an hour. <laughs> People don't want to listen to no podcast. It's over an hour. So we got to close it out right now. So listen, thank you all for journeying with us. This is season seven Let, of Tony, Harmonize Let's go Life. get some calamari. Huh? Yeah, let's, let's go, go do that. Okay. I'll call you as soon okay. as we get off here for our second conversation okay. today. All right. <laughs> All right. Listen, y'all. Listen. 
This has been, this is season seven of the Harmonize Your Life podcast, starting with the month of May. This is our last episode for the month of May. Stay with us all the way through the month of June. We're going to be talking about women, self-care for women of a certain age. I just turned 59 this month, and I got some women that's coming in the podcast studio that's in their 60s, in their 70s. Listen, they are going to help us understand how to take care of ourselves as we age, how to age and look good and feel good inside and out and so stay with us through the month of june then through the month of july we'll close out um our season seven and we'll see what the lord says for us for season eight all right stay with us we're um, we're excited to have you as a part of our community if you're not a part of the harmonize your life women's self-care network i want you ladies to join us in the network we got a fitness challenge that we're just about finishing up but we do them periodically throughout the year you can come into tea time with dr tony we have these kind of conversations with other women in tea time with dr tony but you gotta be a member of the self-care network to be invited into that space all right listen go to my website Sign up there at, on my website at drtonyalvarado.com. If you are have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, listen, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It will be a blessing in your life, but it will also be a blessing to the podcast when you subscribe, when you share these episodes with other women and other people in your life. It helps for this kind of content to come up in the analytic, analytic, analytics in the Google searches, search engine. So when people are looking for information on self-care, health, wellness, black women, women of color, when they're looking for stuff on mental health, financial health, all that kind of stuff. Guess what? The Harmonize Your Life podcast will come up in those search engines. And you do us a a, a big, a huge blessing by subscribing to the YouTube channel just by clicking a button. It doesn't cost you anything. Go there, subscribe, and tell others about it. Listen, Rosalind Bogle is our guest today. We've been talking about Go Get Yourself Women and ADHD. Rosalind Bogle, you can follow her on Facebook at Roz Bogle or on Instagram at Roz Bogle Training on Instagram. And Roz, you're on, um, you're on TikTok too, right? Yes. You're on TikTok, on right? TikTok Are you, like, so. Is it yeah. still the same handle yeah. at Roz Bogle Training? It is. Okay. It is. So follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram and on TikTok at Roz Bogle Training. I want you to go there. Um, I want you to be listening out for her book that's coming up. You are not broke. And listen, that's not just with ADHD. You need to get that book, whether you're dealing with ADHD or not, because all of us have something in our lives that will make us feel like we are broke, that something is wrong with us, or we can't be or do who uh, be who God has called us to be or do what God has called us to do. I believe this book is going to empower you and bless you to do and be who God has called you to do, uh, be. Listen, thank you again, Rob. Awesome Bogle for coming in. Thank you, uh, Lucy, my Lucy. Thank you for being a part of my self-care journey and helping me to stay whole. I love you. I love you more. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado, and I want to personally invite you to join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. Join us for fitness motivation, health and wellness information, inspiration, self-care strategies, and ideas for creating harmony in your life.
As a certified health and wellness coach, it is one of my greatest honors to support women in their fitness, health, wellness, and self-care goals. Join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network, and we will do you good on your journey.